This is The Converse, an apostolic tabernacle podcast all about sharing the truth of God's Word. In this podcast, you will hear sermons, panel discussions, and much more. If you would like more information about this ministry or would like to plan your visit, go to atwilmington.com. For now, enjoy your time on The Converse. In 2017, Casey Watson wrote this. Casey, a foster mother, took in a young girl by the name of Sophia. Two years ago, Sophia's mother had a terrible accident. Sophia has been in foster care since, ever since the accident. Right away, Casey feels something isn't right. Sophia is a well-developed girl who looks more like 18 than 12. She only seems to have eyes and ears for men and treats all women with contempt and disgust. And she has everything around her and everyone around her jumping through hoops to do everything for her. Over time, as more details begin to emerge about Sophia's past, it becomes clear that her behavior is a front for an early life filled with abuse, pain, and suffering. But also, Casey feels she is gradually breaking through to Sophia and getting her to open up about things that she's never spoken about. Sophia's violence is threatening the safety of the home and forcing Casey to question whether or not she can handle this lost and damaged girl. The title of this story is Crying for Help, the shocking true story of a damaged girl with a dark past by Casey Watson. And as I was thinking about and praying about what to speak on tonight, all I could think about was the turmoil that is going on all around us. But also, I was excited because we've been going out into our city, and volunteers have been going out into our city evangelizing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And one thing that we've been finding is that people are excited about the Word of God. So who knows that Jesus came to save Casey and Sophia. Jesus came to save you as well, to liberate you that are in darkness, to set the captive free. Jesus preached in Nazareth in Luke chapter 4 and 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and, to, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Jesus said himself in John chapter 12, 46 and 47, I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. 
For I come not to judge the world, but to save it. I want to pause right here to say that Apostolic Tabernacle is here for you and for your families. And we're here, we've been here. We know that Bishop Logue and, and Mother Logue started this work many years ago. And we're here to evangelize the gospel of Jesus Christ, not only to our city, but to the world online. Jesus told a parable in Luke chapter 19, verse number 13. Well, Luke chapter 19, but I'm just going to focus on verse number 13. But in this parable, he tells the people to occupy till I come. And we've heard this parable, it's, it's in the Gospels of the parable of the talents, where the master gives five talents to, to, to a servant, and then he gives three talents to a servant, and he gives one talent to a servant, and, tell, and tells him to, to go and, and use it. And in this passion of Scripture in Luke chapter 19, the master or, or a certain nobleman went into a far country and he said, occupy till I come. So he gave these men an opportunity to do something with that which was given unto them. And we know that there are many broken, that there are many confused, and many hurting people in our world today, just like Sophia and just like you. But it's our job under the direction and the leadership of our amazing pastor, Pastor Grizzle, to occupy till Jesus comes. To occupy means to multiply, to do business. If I give the keys of my property to you and ask you to look after it while I'm gone, then I expect it to be in as good or better shape than what it was when I left it. If I give you an am amount of money, or land and tell you to occupy that until I get back. It doesn't mean to have a party and to tear up the place. It doesn't mean to use all of the goods to nothing. It means to work the land, to multiply the investment, multiply the trust. We know that trust, fidelity, and faith come from the same root word, pistis. In action, it's written, pistiwo, meaning believe in the Greek. Believe in what Jesus has done to do more. Believe 
and our leadership to get behind our pastor and work while it is day. Jesus' push, well, we know that Jesus pushed his disciples to believe on him, or he, he said to believe on him. Jesus said, if you believe on my Father, believe also in me. And John 14, he said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And where I go, I will receive you also. Or there you may be also. Luke 24 and 49, Jesus said it this way. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. What promise are we talking about? We're talking about the Holy Ghost. But tarry, he goes on to say, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued from power on high. Acts 1 and 8 says you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Jesus is saying, occupy till I come. Occupy till I come. Believe enough to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to preach the liberty, deliverance to the captives, and to recover sight to the blind. Moses told Pharaoh, let my people go. God told Abraham, be perfect as I am perfect. Apostle Paul said to the Colossians, For in him, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head and principality and power. We are living in a world of confusion. We're living in a world of destruction, manipulation, we live with physical and mental abuse, anxiety. People in our world are in stresses and turmoil every minute. Incontinent, lovers of themselves more than lovers of God. Adulterers, devourers, one of another. Haters, as some would say, haters, you know, you're, you're a hater. No. Deceivers of their own selves. Cheaters extortioners, embezzlers, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. But who knows that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Love casts out fear. You are made perfect in God's love tonight. I just want to say that there is a work to be done, not to be weary in well-doing. We're going to come to a close pretty quickly this evening. But I just wanted to encourage you on tonight that there are people in your city, there are people in our city that are excited about 
the things of God when we have feet to go and tell them what God can do for them, how God can recover their sight and let them see that this world around us is not our home. It's exciting the uh, last couple of times that we've went out and spoken to people, the one thing that we've found out is that young people are more apt to uh, get involved and, and want a Bible study than, than older. Um, as a matter of fact, we did a Bible study with a young lady the other night, and she is committed to be baptized in Jesus' name on one of our upcoming services. And so we're really excited about what God is doing. And so if you have an opportunity to do something, then let's get up and go and tell people about what Jesus Christ is doing, not only in our lives, but also in the lives of others. He's healing cancer. He's, he's working out situations in people's lives. He's providing for those that are in need. He's giving peace to those that are in distress. God is doing great things. Come on. Come on. God is doing great things in our city. God is doing great things in your city. But we have to open our eyes to the things that God is doing So like I said, we're coming to a close, and to the Christian, maybe you've lost your way. Maybe your insecurities stop you from being all that God would have you to be. But it's, it's real simple. All you have to do is repent. Repent of your sin. Repent of that backslidden state. And be renewed in the Holy Ghost. We're here at 712 Wellington Avenue, Wilmington, North Carolina. And if you've never been to Apostolic Tabernacle before, then I'm telling you, you need to come and be a part of this family where it's under the direction of Pastor Grizzle and Sister Grizzle here at Apostolic Tabernacle. I'll tell you what, um, Pastor Grizzle's just doing such an amazing job and, and uh, we're excited about the work that is being continued. But if you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, if you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost, then you can also have that opportunity. You can go from a dark world to the light of Jesus Christ. And your life 
it may be in turmoil and you may be confused about everything that you see and hear. But God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly beyond what you can ask or think according to the power that worketh within you. And so, like I was saying in the scripture, it's time to, to go to your local assembly. Come to Apostolic Tabernacle and hear of the wonderful work of God, the acceptable year of our Lord. God is doing great things. God wants to do great things in you. So all you have to do is repent of your sins. And what I mean by repent is to turn away from your sin and turn to God. Jesus said to cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. Acts 2 and 38 is the apostolic message of salvation. And it says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So, the second thing that has to happen is, we have to come to an altar. So that's why we invite you to come to 712 Wellington Avenue, Wilmington, North Carolina, to come and hear our amazing pastor and ministry team. And if you get the opportunity, you might get to hear Bishop Logue. But to come and to hear the goodness of God, to hear the good news, to hear the gospel preached. So after you repent, then the next thing that needs to be done is you need to be baptized in Jesus' name. And maybe, maybe you've been baptized before in a formula. Maybe you've been baptized in the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. But there's a scripture in the Bible, I believe it's, it's either Acts chapter 10 or Acts chapter 19, where it's being preached about baptism and, and the disciples of John were baptized unto John's baptism, which is repentance. But then it was asked of them, will you be baptized in the name of the Lord? And they were quick to receive the word of God. And I can tell you that in 2004, that I was baptized in Jesus' name for the remission or for the wiping, for the washing away of my sin. 
And I'd been baptized before, back many, many years ago, when I was a young child in the formula, Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. But I wanted to do it right. I wanted to be baptized in the name that's above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I saw that in Scripture and I said, what must I do to be saved? And so come, repent of your sins, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And it's a promise to you that you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is a promise to you. And we can't live in this world that we live in today without the Holy Ghost. Not with peace and joy and love. That love that I spoke about very briefly that cast out all fear. That's in Jesus. We love you. We thank God for everything that he's doing in the church. Everything that God is doing in these last days. We just ask you to come. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to visit us at atwilmington.com. We will see you next time on The Converse.